Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Have you heard of pregorexia? Are you worried about pregnancy weight gain or how your body might change when you're pregnant? The What's Eating You podcast is a series of mental health topics that are designed to make you think, learn, educate and validate. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode on the What Is Eating You podcast. I'm your host and psychologist, Stephanie Giorgio, and I'm here to bring you another episode full of tips, tricks, education and information that is going to improve your life. Now today I have a question that was submitted by one of my amazing viewers and the question was this. Hey Steph, sorry about this random message but was wondering if you could help me with some advice. I have gone through a long weight journey, finally getting down to early 70 kilos and still wanting to work on body composition, just chipping away. I have recently found out I'm pregnant. First baby, so scared. But have a lot of issues with the concept of gaining weight again. I've been heavy most of my life and have only sort of got to where I want to be in the last couple of years. I know this is such a stupid thing to worry about, but it's affecting me so much. Well, first of all, congratulations on becoming pregnant. Go you. That is amazing. Love that for you. But I want to thank this viewer for such an honest submission. I believe pregnancy, weight gain and body change is such a big topic, but a lot of women are scared to talk about it because you don't want to come across as that woman that's so fixated on her body when really you should be celebrating life and your baby. So I really commend this person speaking about it and I'm here to talk about the reality of it. What is pregorexia? Pregorexia is a pop psychology term in the media coined to describe pregnant people who reduce calories and exercise in excess to control pregnancy weight gain. It is not a medical term. So basically, it is the fear of gaining weight during pregnancy. It's the fear of your body changing and people may even go to extreme efforts to try to control it. Unfortunately, this term went viral in 2008 after many publications and television news media started using it to talk about the lives of fashionable New York City women anxious to achieve a perfect pregnancy body. 
I really hope we've come a bit further from that now because there is no such thing as the perfect pregnancy body. So pregorexia was used to combine two terms, which is pregnancy and anorexia. As we know, anorexia is an eating disorder that describes the preoccupation with food, your body weight, your image, shape and size. And as a result, people engage in restrictive practices and may bring their body weight to quite a low number. Now, there's also atypical anorexia where people have the exact same patterns and thought processes, but they aren't below the expected body weight for their shape and size and height, etc. Either way, eating disorders, disordered eating, do not discriminate based on your body shape or size. And that just goes to show that it doesn't discriminate and it doesn't stop when it comes to pregnancy. A lot of people may think when they hit pregnancy that their eating disorder or their fears may go. But for many people, this can be a stressful and anxious time where it actually gets worse. So this term is used to describe a person who has an unnatural fear of gaining weight during pregnancy. And because of this fear, people may not adequately nourish themselves or their developing fetus. And as you can imagine, this brings a whole lot of risks. So I'm going to talk about what it is, how it might impact you, and then I'm going to give you some practical tools and tips to help you deal with this. So if this is you, you are not alone. As mentioned, it's not a medical condition. Many people will ruminate upon their weight and engage in extreme diet and exercise whilst pregnant. Many people, and yes, I've worked with those people. I have worked with people following their birth who were bulimic the entire time. I've worked with people who had binge eating disorder, they got through a pregnancy, etc., or had some sort of other mental health condition. A very small percentage of people will actually deal with an eating disorder during pregnancy, which is quite unfortunate, but given the busy nature of the pregnant woman, probably looking after your eating disorder or mental health might be last on your list because you have so much to do. You've got appointments, you've got family to look after and prepare for this new time. So what are some of the signs or symptoms you may see in someone who may be dealing with an eating disorder whilst pregnant? One of the signs is excessive exercising to the point of exhaustion. And they're not willing to change their exercise routine. They'll still expect themselves to lift the same weights, to do that same running and not take a break, even if they are tired or exhausted or they don't feel like it. It's this relentingness to keep going. Another sign is restricting food intake. And This is quite easy to mask when you have disordered eating in pregnancy because you can say, oh, I'm not meant to eat that or that makes me feel a bit sick or, you know, I I don't want to get sick because of the baby. So I imagine restriction during pregnancy can be a lot easier because there are certain foods you aren't meant to eat. So I think people would be less privy to noticing this in the pregnant woman. Other signs, compulsive calorie counting. Binge eating, which is eating a large amount of food in a short period of time. And again, you can easily mask this at social events, at baby showers, at parties. Oh, I'm eating for two now. So if you have a binge eating disorder, you can really normalize this and get away with it. 
purging. That's right. Just because you are pregnant, it doesn't stop. And purging is self-induced vomiting or laxative use. So it's a compensatory behavior that we see in disordered eating and eating disorders where people are trying to rid themselves of the shame, the guilt, and the calories that come with an eating disorder. And again, morning sickness is a big part of pregnancy for many women. So purging, that can easily be hidden as well. Oops, got my morning sickness when actually it could be self-induced. More signs include feeling shame and guilt about weight gain, eating alone, weighing yourself several times a day, gaining little or no weight, expressing fears about body weight, shape and size, chronic fatigue and dizziness and blacking out. Now, this actually reminds me of a time when I was a lot younger and my sister just said something to me that was so eye-opening. And I said to her, you know what, I can't wait to be pregnant because then I finally have an excuse for my bloated tummy. So I've suffered quite a lot of bloating in my life for different reasons. I'm currently getting it investigated. We'll let you know what that ends up being about. But I remember saying, I just want to be pregnant so I have a reason for a bloated tummy or I can justify having a fat stomach. Obviously, this was a long time ago before I was informed. And she said, Steph, being pregnant is not being fat. And that just blew my mind. It's like, whoa, that is so wise of you to say that. And it's so true. Being pregnant is not being fat. And something I harp on and on and on about is weight change doesn't equal fat gain. Your weight can literally change if you haven't done a number two that day. Your weight can change based on how much water you have, how much salt you've had, how much carbohydrates you've had, how much water you're retaining. Your day-to-day fluctuations in your weight are due to hydration levels and a lot of it's muscle, etc. So because your weight is changing, it doesn't mean you're gaining all this unnecessary fat that's going to put you at risk. So get this negative stigma out of your mind that weight change is a bad thing. For some people, it's actually very necessary, especially in pregnancy. You are meant to gain weight and change weight in pregnancy. You are growing another human. It'll be pretty concerning if you didn't. So what are the causes of disordered eating in pregnancy or this fear? Although there's no clear cause for it, many health professionals see these behaviours and it's more of an attempt to control weight through extreme forms of restriction and exercise And it's usually in people who are struggling with an eating disorder or who have had this leading up to the pregnancy. You know, their whole moment or time gets robbed, especially in this person who submitted this question. They've been on a weight loss journey and they've done well. They said they've lost quite a lot of weight. And this can feel like you're going back to that square one. And as women, we do have this ticking biological clock and we do tend to deal with eating disorders for half our bloody life. So to have this come up during your pregnancy is not uncharacteristic. So the cause may be an existing eating disorder. The cause may also be people who struggled with body image disturbance and a drive for thinness throughout their lives at some point. So as your body begins to change through pregnancy, 
You may feel pressure from partners, family members, peers, and society to gain a minimal amount of weight and remain quote-unquote healthy by keeping a strict fitness route throughout the nine months. And what we know is a lot of people will comment. You know, people will give you their opinions. They'll ask you if you're pregnant when you're not pregnant. They will say, oh, should you be eating that? Are you exercising? Oh, wow, you look huge. And when does it really stop? So there's lots of different causes, but I think the biggest predisposition or vulnerability is having pre-existing insecurities and eating disorder struggles. So if this is you, really try to get on top of it before you get pregnant because it doesn't get better. It gets worse. What are the effects of disordered eating? Well, for people who have an eating disorder during pregnancy, it can make those nine months seem like an eternity. Between managing the physical and emotional symptoms of pregnancy, prepping for childbirth and planning for the arrival of a new baby, many expectant parents find themselves exhausted and facing the challenges of managing an eating disorder. If you haven't been to an eating disorder or disordered eating, it is like having a full-time job. You are constantly thinking about it. You are revolving your life around it. Your life becomes very marginalized. So I talk about the pie chart of life and you've got different parts of the pie. And when you have an eating disorder, 70% of that pie chart is exercise, thinking about food, focusing on food. And the other part of that pie chart is family and maybe, you know, friends. But your life becomes marginalized. So to manage that on top of your new life is a lot of stress. And this can put stress on relationships as well. Now, some of the more serious outcomes for both of you, you and your baby, can also be bone loss the possibility of growth restrictions in your developing fetus, the potential of fetal developmental problems and low birth weight due to a lack of nutrients. So not only is this affecting you, but it can also affect your developing fetus. People dealing with eating disorders or disordered eating or excessive exercise may experience more fatigue than the average pregnant person. And with fatigue comes so many other issues, especially if you're purging during pregnancy. There's ruptures to your esophagus, burning knuckles, enamel, tooth decay, tooth damage. Um, For many people, before they get pregnant purging, you can actually be purging up your contraceptive pill and that can lead to problems if you're not planning on getting pregnant. And Not only that, but electrolyte abnormalities and dehydration. You may experience dizziness and syncopal episodes. So diminished weight and nutrients could increase the risk of a prolonged labor and miscarriage. And all of this because women are worried about weight gain. And this really saddens me. It saddens me to the point where... You just wonder how much more can women take? How much pressure do they put on themselves that this beautiful thing, giving birth, getting pregnant, it's such a privilege and it's not an easy thing to do. And to think that women can't enjoy this process and just let themselves freely allow their body to change really saddens me. This can hopefully help. 
Why is weight gain important during pregnancy? So the idea of weight gain may be terrifying, but it's actually a critical step in the pregnancy process. So according to the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, the amount of weight gain during pregnancy can affect the immediate and future health of a woman and her infant. While each body is different, the average weight gain recommendation during pregnancy is between 11 and 40 pounds. I will have to figure out what that is in kilos, which primarily depends on your BMI, which I don't believe in. So basically what it's saying is that's a big variable, 11 to 40. Like That's a pretty big range and scale. So remember that everyone's range is different, okay? And it doesn't reflect on your body going into pregnancy just because you're smaller it doesn't mean you're going to gain less weight and doesn't mean because you're bigger you're going to gain more weight so the higher end average weight gain reflects the recommendation for a person starting their pregnancy at a lower body weight so if you're trying to limit calorie intake or exercise in excess you may be gaining less than the recommended amount of weight so remember, you are meant to gain weight. Weight gain is healthy and necessary at some stages of your life. We have grown up being led to believe that weight gain is bad and fat is bad, but this fat phobic mindset really is something we need to work on. And I was listening to a podcast um, by a fat activist and it was just so eye-opening to listen to. So when this happens, if you are restricting your calories and you're trying to control your weight, you're actually at higher risk of delivering a baby that's too small, which could result in difficulty in starting breastfeeding and increased risk for illness, developmental delays. If your baby doesn't have enough nutrients, if they don't have what is really required, their brain may struggle to develop and they're at risk for other complications later in life. And the last one I'll mention is body dysmorphic disorder. So body dysmorphic disorder, it's not an eating disorder, but it comes more under the anxiety and obsessive disorders. Now, it's about a disordered image of oneself. So BDD, body dysmorphic disorder, is about having a preoccupation with a real or perceived flaw in your appearance. So it's not just fat or thin, it's I have such a big nose, my stretch marks are hideous, my cellulite, I can't go out in public, it's awful. So it's a specific part of your body that you imagine is so bad. And it may be a little bit, you know, I guess bigger or whatever it may be, but it's not like other people will look at you and say, oh my God, your nose is huge. Get back in the house. What are you doing out in public? It's extreme to you. So it could be viewing pregnancy as a scary transformation, especially if you were already recovering from an eating disorder, but body dysmorphic disorder could be about your legs, your stretch marks, your scars if you had to have a C-section. It could be that you already saw yourself as much bigger than you were and now you see yourself as even more distorted than that. So these are the main areas of concern for women and 
some of the different challenges it can bring and some of the different risks that it may bring as well. So how do you manage this? How do you deal with this fear of weight gain during pregnancy? The first thing is compassion and acceptance. Before pregnancy, start working towards the acceptance that your body will go through a lot of changes and it may never be exactly the same after you have a baby. So if you're listening to this and you're nowhere near pregnant and you already hate your body, start to appreciate it. Because when you get pregnant, when you become a mom, when you get those wrinkles, you can't stop aging, girl. So start to appreciate your body now because it's not going to get better if in fact gravity is going to actually take you in the opposite direction. So if you don't have a strong mind now and a compassion and a love for yourself, it's going to be super, super challenging. That being said, a lot of women naturally do return to their pre-pregnancy weight or a number close to it. So instead of focusing on weight, concentrate on health, which will be good for both you and your baby to be. Women need to develop a willingness to view bodily changes as part of the journey of motherhood instead of something to be feared. And it's crucial to have a healthy view of your body. I saw the most beautiful video on TikTok and it was this lady who was curvy and just had a, I guess, a curvy body. And she was pregnant and she was documenting a journey and she's like five weeks pregnant. 10 weeks pregnant and she was just rubbing her tummy in every video and saying 20 weeks pregnant and there was nothing about her body in there. She was just highlighting her growth and her journey and, you know, she was in a average, curvy, whatever you want to call it, body, just a a healthy average body and the love she gave to her belly and I just love that there was no focus on that. She just was so focused on her body growing this beautiful baby and she documented it and it was so nice just to see that because obviously I see a lot of the other side of it when you work in eating disorders and disordered eating so just to see someone in a whoever your body appreciate this process was so beautiful and, and nourishing to see so if this is you and you're listening to this start to diversify your social media feed you struggle to accept your body, diversify, have larger models on there, have people in bigger bodies, follow pregnancies of people who, you know, are curvy because it really does normalize what you see. I think we're prone to really have social media feeds with unrealistic expectations. And when you see that all the time, you really are conditioning your brain to think, why don't I look like that? When really it's a feed curated. So diversify that feed. The second advice to manage this change is it's a season girl, not a life sentence. It's a season. And seeing seasons has been such an amazing way to view life. So I really believe you've got seasons of sacrifice, you've got seasons of learning, you've got seasons of earning, you've got seasons of growth. And people love this term and we always go through different seasons. And this is your season of nourishing your body. This is your season of your weight gain, your weight change. 
and different seasons have different purposes. If we were always in the season of, oh, I need to change my body composition and lose weight, life would be miserable and it would suck because no one can live in that season for a very long time. So remember, it's a season and it's not a life sentence. And if you don't appreciate it and you don't enjoy it and you don't see the joy in it, your life's going to be miserable for nine months. So embrace this season. Practice self-love. Hold your belly. Touch your belly. Even people who aren't pregnant, I wake up every morning, I put moisturizer in my belly and I'm like, I love you. Because my stomach was always a source of my despair. I hate my belly. I hate my stomach. Why is it so big? And now I'm like, I love you. And I rub it and I tell it that I put moisturizer. You know, I wouldn't even look at it in the mirror. So if this is you, start to love your belly now because it does so much for you. Let it hang out. Step three, change your perspective. What you say and how you say it really affects how you feel. Words are your world. So don't say, I'm getting so fat, I'm gaining so much weight. Remember, Weight change is a sign of health for you and your baby. And I know it may be easier said than done, but you need to learn to let go control. I love the word surrendering because you want to surrender to the process. Women need to recognize that there's a physical process happening inside them and be amazed by it. Change that anxiety for excitement. I'm excited. Because your brain learns to change depending on what you tell yourself. Focus on the baby's needs rather than your own, okay? Remember, if you're not eating enough calories and nutrients, you won't be providing your baby's must-have for a proper development and your body may not produce enough milk to feed your baby once they're born. Relinquishing control is a good practice for when the baby comes because let me tell you, when that baby comes, You're not going to have control over anything when they cry, when they sleep, etc. And for this person who said, you know what, I've worked so hard to get to this point and now I feel like I'm at square one. You've worked so hard for this point, right? Instead of seeing it as I've worked so hard and now I'm so scared, say I've worked so hard for this season. Yeah, I've put my body in the best possible form to hold this baby to protect this baby and I did this for me and this is happening for me, not to me. And whatever happens, happens. Yeah, there's more to life than weight loss. So at the end of the day, remember, face your fears, whether it's weight gain, stretch mark, breast changes. Go follow women on social media who've been through this and who talk about this because life is so much more than stretch marks and breast changes, whatever you're worrying about now, if you're listening to this and you're in your 20s and your 30s, just wait. (laughs) Just wait. If you're worried about your weight, just wait. The wrinkles are coming. The saggy boobies are coming. And there's nothing you can do about it. We can't beat the clock. So you might as well embrace it, accept it, and remember that confidence, happiness, joy, Satisfaction and fulfillment is a state of mind, not a body weight, shape, and size. And finally, make sure you get support. If you're someone who struggles with your relationship with food, 
you can book a one-on-one call with me and we can talk about food freedom. It's an incredible program where I combine all the elements, body image, body dysmorphia, anxiety, retraining your brain, learning that body acceptance. It's really something else. It's incredible to speak to someone. If it's not me, make sure you get support because you deserve it and you deserve to live a life and enjoy your pregnancy because who knows, this may be the best time of your life and you don't know it yet. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review, leave a rating, screenshot, send me a message on Instagram. And if you want me to cover anything specific on the podcast episode, let me know and I will do that for you. I appreciate your time today. Have the best week and I'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.